What's up, everyone? This is Trey Van Camp, and you are listening to the Ministry Podcast. Do we really think our lives are one of just complete joy and just living the good life? Something that's always burdened me is some of the most stressed out people I've ever met are pastors. Amen, Sean? <laughs> right? Most stressed out people I've ever met are pastors. And that actually bothers me. And I think it's something that we've always been like, yeah, we're just doing the work of the Lord. But when you read a passage like this, you think, are we doing this right? Like, it, I really believe that Jesus is not a liar, and he is talking to those who would follow him, and he is promising, when you follow me, when you take up my yoke, it is easy, it's light, doesn't have any burdens. So today we're going to look at the blessing of resting and practicing the way of Jesus. So um, I wasn't here last week. Shout out to Caleb uh, for preaching for me. Thank you very much. And then also Lexi uh, for taking over for worship. And um, me and Shay were like, we're not going to worry about it. Everything's going to be great. And we're just going to enjoy the cruise. And so we're on the Disney cruise. We took a, it was a three-night cruise. And so I, I, I feel like such first world problems. Uh, people ask me how it went. And I just keep saying it was, it was too short. It was too this, too that. I, I'm done complaining, but let me just complain one more time. Okay. So when we were going to the Disney cruise, I was thinking this will be the perfect time. We're talking on Sabbath today, if you haven't recognized and open your Bibles to Matthew 11, cause we're going to stay there. But I was thinking this is perfect. God, I'm going to, I'm going to practice Sabbath on the ship. And I'm going to be so restful, and I'm going to be able to practice what I preach. <laughs> and then I got to the cruise, and right away, you know how they do that fire drill? And um, it's the worst part, and it was kind of hot. And all of a sudden, my grandmother went with, is she in here today? I need to make sure I don't talk about her. Okay, never mind. She's not here, so let me talk about her. So my, grand, <laughs> my grandmother was there, and all of a sudden, she just starts fainting. And thankfully, my older sister, Paige, which you guys probably don't know, but she was like, Grandma, are you okay? Grandma, she wasn't answering, and so we caught her. And it was a crazy thing. And we were actually disappointed in the Disney crew members. They were like, what do we do? I'm like, you're Disney. You're supposed to, you know how to do everything, right? But they were kind of shocked. So that kind of started everything off. And then my dad, the next night, blew out his knee. I had to carry him to the hotel room. And then um, beyond that, um, we all went snorkeling. It'll be on the vlog later tonight. And uh, it was such a beautiful time in the Bahamas, but I was thinking I'm in Arizona and I don't need no sunscreen. I am still sunburnt. And so that was quite the misery. And But we're, praise the Lord, right? This whole time I'm like, but I'm enjoying, this is Sabbath, God. I'm restful, Al, right? And so um, how to do the, I just hate aloe vera, like the spray can kind, because you got to put a shirt on. It's just nasty stuff, right? But the worst part of it all is our daughter, Faith, poor thing, she had like a, what, like 103 degree fever the last day that we were on the ship, and she had a fever the whole way home. She's had a fever. She had a fever for seven days straight. She had the flu. She's done now. Everything's purged. The rest of our family's great. And so I was thinking, God, thank you. What a great Sabbath, right? And I actually think that's how a lot of us feel like when we're trying to pursue rest in Christ. Like everything around us, it should be perfect. We should be joyful. We should be loving life, but yet we're exhausted. We're sunburnt. We're frustrated. And I think that's a lot of the Christian life. And I think especially the picture of the Western world is we have pleasure and seemingly rest at our fingertips, but yet we still feel like we're far from peace. We're looking at this series called Practicing the Way of Jesus. And the, real, the, the idea of it is not only are we called to take the life of Jesus, right? The life that is eternal, that we're able to be with him forever, but we're also called to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus, 
And my argument for us today is that, yes, Jesus fasted. We look at that. We looked at last week, Jesus meditated, and we're called to meditate as well. But something I think most of us ignore because we're not Seventh-day Adventists, we're not Catholics, we're not these other things, is Sabbath. Sabbath is something that Jesus, I believe, practiced consistently. And I think a lot of you would maybe push back because you say, oh, I, uh, when I read the text, he's always doing something wrong on the Sabbath. Um, but that's actually not the case, and I kind of want to make that point. Have you guys ever heard of Sabbath before? I used to think that I would practice Sabbath. Yeah, I Sabbath. I go to the lake every once in a while. But in studying it, I've really been picking up a couple books. If you're really interested in this topic, Marva J. Dawn, she wrote a book called um, Keeping the Sabbath Holy with a W. Anyways, I read that book. It's a fascinating work on this Sabbath. And I realized that Sabbath is more than just, hey, I'm going to go not work for a day. I'm going to go play. Sabbath is something that Christians, that Jews have celebrated for thousands of years. And I think a lot of us in an age and a culture uh, of complete restlessness is something we can really learn from. Let, let's write down point number one. This is what Sabbath is, okay? Sabbath is a sacred time once a week where we stop working, stop wanting, and stop worrying. It's a sacred time once a week where we stop working, stop wanting, and stop worrying. Let me just say, if you never work, then uh, you should probably do that. Stop working means you were working, right? Um, But the rest of those things, I don't think we have a hard time with at all. Here's some quick facts on the Sabbath. Sabbath is supposed to be a 24-hour period every single week. Okay, the day doesn't matter. A lot of people, so let's say um, I have some friends in this um, that are Seventh-day Adventists, but they say it's got to be Saturday. I, I don't believe that. I think it just needs to be a day. So Christians throughout history have picked, um, some people think Sunday. A lot of Christians say, okay, on Sundays I'm doing Sabbath, so part of my Sabbath experience is worship, is gathering here as well. That is a really legitimate option. Um, but it just has to be a 24-hour period. It really depends on your work week and your schedule. Um, this is an intentional time where actually something I learned even right away is with Sabbath, you're supposed to open it with intention and close it with intention. So it can't just be like, oh yeah, today's Sabbath. It's supposed to be a, let's gather our family around. Let's, let's pray. Let's commemorate. Okay, we are starting Sabbath. God, I pray that you would bless this time. A lot of people actually start it by singing songs. If you don't, if you don't know how to sing, just play a song and just act like you were singing it, right? They, they do something where they, they have a meal together. So for us, what we're starting to do as a family is the way we start it is to have a meal um, another thing, a quick fact on Sabbath, not only 24 hours, not only is there supposed to be intentional opening and intentional closing, which people usually close it also with a meal. Food is just a gift from God, amen. But also it's supposed to be full of rest and full of worship. A lot of people miss out on the worship part. They think, oh, Sabbath, I'm just going to stop working. But if you're not focusing your attention on God, you're still going to be burnt out and you're not going to be full of rest. You know, it's interesting, a Sabbath... Did you know this? I'm so excited to preach today. It's been like two weeks, right? Sabbath is in the Ten Commandments. If you actually take a pie chart of the Ten Commandments and the amount of words used, 37% of the Ten Commandments is about the Sabbath. And what's so funny to me, the Sabbath and the Ten Commandments, once you agree we should keep the Ten Commandments, this one is the only one that says, remember the Sabbath. Why? Because I think it's the one command we tend to forget most. Don't forget to rest, to have a Sabbath day. I believe our culture needs it now more than ever. I was listening on the radio 
not the radio, let's be real, podcast, who does radio? Anyways, and I learned that the U.S. life expectancy has declined for the first time since before World War I. And they say for a society, the health of a society is that your life expectancy should continue to increase. The second your society starts to decrease in life expectancy, something's wrong within the culture. And to be in, in all honesty, most of it is really suicides. Suicides have been at an incredible rate. And so people who are so young are dying, and it's taking our life expectancy um, much lower than it should be. We have people, celebrities, who are saying, even though I have all the money in the world, I am depressed. You have mental illness paraded everywhere. People saying you need to see a therapist. And these things, I believe, in the Christian life, we, we can totally speak into those things. I think mental health is a real thing. This is not something we're like, oh, you guys are terrible. This is something we're all struggling with. But I can't help but wonder, what if the Sabbath is something that can help move the needle in the right direction? Um, one more quick story. There was a, um, somebody noted, I think it was a pastor. I've been learning so much about Sabbath lately. I'm trying to give the right credit, but anyways, moving forward. Uh, they said, what was the difference? Because they were shocked that in World War II, <clears throat> excuse me, when the soldiers came home, they were joyful. They got their, they built a family. They had a bunch of kids, right? That's a boomer generation. And they were happy, even though in World War II, they saw terrible things. But yet then, they really noticed the big shift in difference because after the Vietnam War, many of the vets came back discouraged, depressed, PTSD. And I believe still, again, I'm walking on careful waters here. Of course, those from World War II struggle with that as well. But why was there such a dramatic change of depression? And one pastor noted, I believe it's because, first of all, as our culture, since the 50s, we've kind of removed Sabbath altogether. Did you know it used to be on Sundays, all the, clo all the stores were closed? But not only that, what's interesting about the World War II vets is they had to go home on a, on a ship. They had four months of doing nothing but decompressing crying with their fellow soldiers and processing everything they've been through, and they were able to just stop working, stop wanting, stop worrying in community, and it drastically helped them. Vietnam, now we have planes. You quickly came back home, and you immediately had to go back to real life and be around those who don't understand what you've been through. I don't know. I think Sabbath is something that is super helpful, and I believe for us it's something we've constantly ignored. For me, I've ignored it. A lot of my life, I always thought it was something for those who are religious people. You might even be in this room right now thinking, whoa, Trey, are you going kind of religious on us? But I just think, wow, this current model that we have of just let's not do these practices, let's just pray and think everything will work out, I don't think it's necessarily working for us. And I think when Jesus lived his life on earth, he was modeling for us what humans should do, and Jesus consistently practiced the Sabbath. Now, we had in Matthew eleven twenty eight. he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? He says, um, that, that's verse 30. Notice, when the Bible was written, this is, uh, Matthew was writing this account, he didn't take a space into, okay, uh, chapter 12, right? He didn't do that. I had to bring in the voice again. He just kept writing. So when you look at this promise, this come to me all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest, it, I believe it is so intentional that Matthew continues to read about the Sabbath. Let's look at verse 1 of, of chapter 12. At that time, that same time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, 
and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Let me speak into this real quick. When they are referencing law, there's nothing in the Old Testament that speaks against that. They had an extra piece of law that the Pharisees added because they didn't just like of God just saying rest. They wanted to give everybody rules. So they weren't going against God's word. They were going against the people uh, who created that extra religious rules. Verse 3, he said to them, haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God and they ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him, for those with him to eat, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read in the law that on Sabbath days, the priest and the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. I love verse 8. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. For the sake of time, I'm not going to fully dive into everything that he's teaching here, but you need to see this. This is point number two. Jesus did not come to reject the Sabbath. He came to redeem the Sabbath. When we read these stories and we see that the Pharisees are saying the disciples are breaking the law, we think, oh, that law is somewhere in the Old Testament, because let's be honest, who actually continues in their Bible reading plan after Genesis? Amen? Like, once we hit Leviticus, we're out. It's probably in Leviticus. I've never read it before, right? And so we just assume, no, no, no. The, the people who are reading this think, yeah, of course, that's not in the Bible. It's the extra rules and laws that they set apart. So if we quickly read this, we think Jesus hated Sabbath. Let me tell you, no, that is not it. The main purpose for Sabbath was healing. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Most of Jesus' miracles of healing people, well, if you read the Gospels, what day was it on? The Sabbath. Why? Jesus was showing us, look, Sabbath was made for man. Sabbath was to bring healing to people. You need healing. And it's in this calendar of doing it once a week. So essentially, Jesus finds it worthy to correct the Pharisees. He thinks we need Sabbath for our souls. So again, I want you to have an open heart for the next 19 minutes. And hear me out, and I believe we should start practicing Sabbath. Now, Sabbath in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, is Shabbat. Okay, It's called Shabbat. Now, Shabbat is used throughout the Old Testament, and it usually has four different meanings, okay? Four different words. Ceasing, resting, embracing, and feasting. There's a multi-dimensional, don't worry if you didn't figure that all that out, I'm going to work through it um, with you. Again, Marva J. Don, she splits up her book into those four categories. What does ceasing look like? What does resting look like? What does embracing look like? And what does feasting look like? I believe we need this message more than ever, so let's look at the first dimension. I only did three of these words because feasting and embracing sounded too similar to me, so I'm mixing these things. You know what? You preach and you can just do whatever you want, right? So what we're going to look at is what does stop working look like? This is point number one, or I know it's three, whatever, get over yourself. Um, we're not going to go fully to that point yet, but here's the category. Stop working means to cease. Genesis chapter two, verse three, what, is, what does God do? He created the heavens and the earth, and then he stopped working on the seventh day. This is when we first see Shabbat. It means to stop. Specifically, God was so productive, he created everything in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. What I find interesting, man was created on the sixth day, so the first full day for mankind, what were we called to do? To rest. If you guys ever heard of Louis Giglio, he, he argues that Sabbath is the first day of the week, not the seventh, because when we work, we're working from our rest, not to our rest. 
when we work on Monday or whenever your Sabbath is, that next day, you are, you are invigorated. You are ready. You're not limping to the finish line. You are ready to start. Um, what is it? What, is, what are we called to cease from? One thing, it's not on your notes, but you can write it. It's a call to cease being productive, to stop being productive. This is so hard for me to do. When I was on the cruise, I was going crazy because I, wasn't, I didn't have any internet. I couldn't make anything. I couldn't write anything. I couldn't read anything because the kids were like always pulling and tugging. I told my wife, I could never be a stay-at-home dad. Amen? Wow, that's tough stuff, okay? It's a way to stop being productive. For me, I'm a checklist guy. I figure out at the end of my day, was it a good day? I don't know. Let me see the list, right? And if I didn't get enough of them done, I had a terrible day and my wife doesn't want to be around me because I'm mad, honestly, huh? Am I lying, Jordan? Of course I'm not. Okay, don't talk about it too much. Now, here, here's what Sabbath does for our soul. It's a reminder for us that my work is not my worth. I'm not defined by what I do. I am defined by who I am. That's the essence of the gospel. And that is so hard for me because I think it's hard for you as well. We want to define our lives by what we do. Sabbath is a declaration that we define our lives by what Jesus has already done on the cross. He was productive in our place. We don't have to be. It's a good reminder. Pre- professor from U of A, I'm still, I'm sorry, I know we do ministry at ASU, but I like U of A. U of A, he did this research about how we desperately need to have moments of stopping and ceasing. He says, we are full of hormonal imbalances, fatigue, insomnia, organ stress, and serious physical mental symptoms because we do not stop. He argues that the human biological clock operates on a 25-hour cycle. So when you guys go to bed, don't you feel like the day's all always ahead of you? That's because according to his research, it is. You're always an hour behind. And so that's why it's so helpful on Sabbath to like actually sleep a little bit longer to kind of reset the clock and allow everything to kind of rebalance. It's not only a call to stop being productive, it's a call to stop rushing, which I'm going to do the rest of the sermon because i got so much more to go through. But it's a call to stop rushing. Did you know a hurried spirit is not a holy spirit? Oh, I need this so bad, guys. Let me just tell you, like my whole family, our favorite word is hurry, right? It was on my dad's license plate growing up. Hurry, okay? But we can't do that. Here's the point. Number three. To cease the acceptance of a hurried spirit is to increase the presence of the Holy Spirit. I think we see that all throughout the Gospels. Jesus, um, we have Lazarus who is dying. And he says, okay, and he takes his time. He takes a few days to actually get to Lazarus. But what's so cool is because he's lagging, he's healing people along the way. Everything was on purpose and on intention. But according to the disciples, they're thinking, you need to hurry. Lazarus has got to die. And guess what? He did die, but Jesus was able to raise him up again. A hurried spirit is not a holy spirit. When we read our Bibles and we're like, quick, I got 15 minutes, God, give me a word. It's not going to work. Like what Caleb talked about last week, we have to warm our souls at the fire of meditation. God doesn't want you to hurry up and make this a checklist. He wants you to sit down and say, God, what is your word for me? And I'm going to go as quick or as slow in this text as I need to go. Do we actually live that way? I saw on Twitter this week, if you didn't know, Lent started on Wednesday. So Ash Wednesday and and I think Lent 
you know, we don't do Lent. I think it's okay to do Lent because it's like fasting. But I saw on Twitter, they said, this Lent, I'm giving up, because that's what you do. You're giving up something. He says, this Lent, I'm giving up trying to be God. I like that. When you have a hurried spirit, you're trying to control everything, and you think you're under control. We block the spirit. Oh, sorry. We block. It's got a rhyme or something, right? We block the Holy Spirit when we walk in a hurried spirit. Oh, I need that. Here's some practical ways to stop working, okay? Because you're thinking, how do I do Sabbath? When I did the fasting sermon, people came up to me like, how do I do it? Shoot, I forgot that part, right? So here's one thing to do. On your 24-hour day, um, one thing, set aside 24 hours where you don't work. Here's what this means. I think if you work with your mind all week, use your Sabbath to work with your hands. If you work with your hands all week, use your Sabbath to work with your mind. So if you work with your hands, spend some time finally, again, I'm going to keep saying Saturday just for the sake of time, spend some time Saturday reading about God, reading things, engage in these mental activities. But if you're one like me where I have to, well, I kind of do both. I'm just that awesome. I'm just kidding. I have to like create sermons all week. So what I do is I read, but I don't read anything about my sermon. I don't read anything about any kind of church related stuff. I'm just reading to enjoy it, right? Some of you are like, I don't like reading at all. Don't read, Okay. I want you to enjoy your Sabbath day, not hate it. Um, So do that. Another thing is engage in a hobby that has no deadlines. This one's big. Um, Do something fun, and it doesn't have to finish. Like everything you do in your life, you're like, oh, it's got to be productive. Do something that's not productive. And that, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. But guys, I want us to be restful. I'm tired of asking people how you're doing, and we're just saying, I'm busy and I'm tired. God has called us to a higher living. I think one way to do that is to set one time a week where we stop working. Number two, let's hurry but not hurry, because that's not a holy thing, but let's hurry. No? Okay. Nobody's with me. Number two is to stop wanting. This one's so big. You know how hard it is to stop wanting when you're on a cruise ship? Like, you think everything's free, but the really good stuff isn't. <laughs> and so that's how they get you. Like, hey, food! But that really good food, you have to pay for it. They made me feel terrible. We went to a watch a movie, and I was like, free popcorn, right? So I grabbed the thing. They're like, sir, get back here. I felt like a little kid getting scolded. Like, how is popcorn not free? Anyways, that has nothing to do with this. I just, I need to go, go to Psalm 23, Brendan, on, on the screen. It should be there. Psalm 23. You guys ever heard of that song before? It says this, my, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. Have you guys seen other translations? I shall not want. Verse 2. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Last verse, verse 3. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Wouldn't you wish that would be a reality for your life? I'm here to tell you it can be and it should be. I want you to know this about David. David, I'm so sorry I keep mentioning the Enneagram, but I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. He was a seven. He was a guy like me who just wants pleasure after pleasure, and that's why he got into a lot of trouble, let's be honest. But he learned the practice of stop stopping everything, not only stop working, but to stop wanting. He says, you know what? I'm going to stop pursuing pleasure at the expense of peace. I'm going to stop wanting and let you, God, renew my life. You cannot rest if you have a spirit of want. 
It's impossible. In the 1900s, there's a documentary. Um, it, I think it's on Netflix. It, it might still be. It talks about our culture has transitioned from a needs-based economy to a wants-based economy. You never see it, hey, this is what you need. No, this is, okay, this is what you want to have. I know you don't need it, but oh, it's so much better than a need. We're buying things not because it's to help our life, but we're trying to just be better than everybody else. And so on Sabbath day, we are supposed to intentionally remove wants and desires and just rest in him. So stop wanting means to rest. I guess let's, uh, yeah, let's hurry up. Uh, Hebrews 4 verse 9. Hebrews 4 9, get there right now, please. I, I guess I can go on the Bible. I know. Are you one of those people? You should read it from the Bible. Anyways, Hebrews 4 9, it says, therefore a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. Wow, that's in the New Testament, by the way. For the person who has entered his rest um, has rested from his own works just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. For the sake of time, let me summarize what this means. This is point number whatever. I'm so tired of telling the number. This is the next point. When we engage in intentional rest, it makes a way to see God best. We are missing out on the work. Because look, notice he says, he's saying rest, be intentional, stop working, stop wanting. When we are in disobedience because we see something we want that's not of God, when we stop those things, then it says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any to it. Those, those verses go together. When we rest, we are able to see God best. And in reality, we're able to see our condition best and we're able to let God work in our lives. Practical ways that we can rest. Number one, we need to practice prayers of gratitude. So on this day, remember, the whole thing is to stop wanting. A lot of times in my prayer, God, I want this. God, I want that. God, I want you to heal this person. God, I want you to do that. Those are all great prayers. I believe we should pray for the future. But on Sabbath day, pray for an, a grateful... God, this isn't a real sentence. Let me start over. Have prayers of gratitude, thanking God of what he has done. We put stress on our lives when we're thinking about what he needs to do. Spend some time thanking God. For me, this means I turn on some happy music, right? I've been on a blues kick lately, and I'm like, hey, Echo, I got you, Alexa. I, I didn't, it's not named Alexa, okay? I said, hey, Echo, turn on the blues music. And I was so mad yesterday they put on bluegrass. I'm like, you don't know what the blues is. That's not that kind of blues. No offense, but that's what my dad wants to hear. Uh, anyways, Bluegrass is good, okay? Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Fantastic album. Moving on. <laughs> Where am I? Um, practice prayers of gratitude. So for me, the, I just spent a lot of time. Yesterday was my Sabbath. I, I do Friday night to Saturday night. I just said, God, thank you for my kids. That's it. Like, oh, thank you that Selah is a nightmare. You know, like, thank you. <laughs> if you know her, you know her, okay? Just thank you. It's not this like, oh, it's just joy. Another thing is lock away your phone for 24 hours. Turn it off. 
the Jews, they would uh, have Sabbath 20 minutes before sunset on Friday through 20 minutes before sunset on Saturday. So what I'm trying to do is I take my phone and I turn it on silent. I don't look at it. I leave it away and I just am present with my family. That's the only way for me to rest because when I get on my phone and on Instagram, on YouTube, I start wanting the life of these other people. I start wanting these new things. I start wanting these new gadgets. So I have to put that away and just be thankful for what I have today. Another thing is to get into nature, either alone, do you know hikes alone or with your close friends or family. Just go enjoy creation. Another thing I put is to spend time reading. Again, if that's not something you do, you, it's fun, okay? Just get over yourself. Look, Eugene Peterson says, if we're not able to rest one day a week, we're taking ourselves far too seriously. Last one, stop worrying. In other words, celebrate. Sabbath, a lot of us, when we think of religion, like we think of Sabbath as this religious activity of you need to do this, you need to do that, make sure you don't have any fun. No, this is a day to party, guys. This is a day to praise God for what he's done. Celebrating is the art of being intentional in what we choose to value. Philippians 4.4 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. Sarah Wenger Schenk, she said that celebration is the honoring of that which we hold most dear. Celebration is delighting in that which tells us who we are. Celebration is taking the time to cherish each other. It's returning with open arms and thankful hearts to our maker. Last point, Sabbath celebrates what God has done and anticipates what's to come. Are you spending a day once a week cranking up the music, loving life, having people over for dinner, and just thanking God for who he is? Or are you spending every week, man, we're all going to H-E double hockey sticks, this whole world. Can you believe that? Can you? Let's spend a day not worrying about that. Let's spend a day saying, guys, Jesus is coming back. We're so excited for that. I'm so excited for the feast. That's another thing I want to talk about, feasting. <laughs> this is what I, you guys ever heard the, you know, the theme of cheat day? Sabbath is your cheat day. Like, who cares about all that keto stuff? Like, eat whatever you want on Sabbath. So that's what we've decided throughout history. Christians, they would not eat nice things until Sabbath day. And so like if you have some nice cookies, if Jackie makes you stuff like she makes us, which she probably doesn't, <laughs> she makes us stuff all the time. Anyways, all the cupcakes and stuff she makes us, oh, I can't wait to eat that on Sabbath. It's also healthy for you to like make just one day where you're just terrible, right? But it's supposed to make Sabbath day special. Eat healthy the other days, but then you just enjoy God's creation. It's a day where we celebrate people instead of things. What we've decided to do, me and my wife, is it's not every Friday night because our kids keep getting sick, but on Friday nights, we're going to invite some people from our church or from our neighborhood and just say, let's have dinner. And by the way, there's no real agenda. That really stressed me out. We did it a few weeks ago, and I was like, I'm such a party planner. So I'm like, is everyone happy? Is everyone entertained? I was like so stressed. And I was like, okay, God, this isn't the point of Sabbath. Like, I'm more stressed out than ever. And so it's just come, and we just have to give the expectation right away. We're just going to have dinner. We're just going to hang out. We're just going to talk. Sorry, I don't have some crazy game. They did a game anyways called Mad Gab. That stuff is not from Jesus. Um, anyway. <laughs> I don't believe in speaking in tongues, so I'm just kidding. That's a better joke. Um, I do. It's, I preached about it a while. Anyways, <laughs> let's move forward. Um, but to me, it's like, let's just enjoy each other's company. Let's just celebrate what God has done. There's something so great about that. I think we've missed out on that. Listen to my hospitality sermon if you don't agree with me. Another thing, we celebrate giving instead of receiving. This is a day where we're like, who can we give to? Who can we give something extra for? Is this a day where we start contemplating, what should we give to the church? I know our tithes, but offerings. How can we give above and beyond? Who do we need to bless this week? 
something God has called us to do. So more practical ways, I think um, I'm all about music, right? Play your favorite music. We had a dance party a couple uh, Sabbaths ago, and uh, I put it on Instagram, so go check it out. Uh, sing in the shower. Just don't record it, right? Um, dance with your family. Throw dinner parties. This is our new Friday night habit. Worship with church family. A lot of you, what's best with your schedule is to have Sabbath on Sunday, Saturday night to Sunday night. And a huge part of Sabbath is to make it about God. Guys, we miss out on the whole reason of Sabbath if we stop working, stop wanting, stop worrying, but we don't do it by saying, God, thank you. God, I'm here for you. God, you are my desire. You are all my needs. If we don't do that, you may have some fun, but I promise you, you won't have rest. This rest that Jesus is promising in Matthew 11, he says, take my yoke upon me, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. In other words, we have to go to him, and it's only through him that we have genuine, authentic rest. In 11 verse 8, it says, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, meaning he's not rejecting it, he's redeeming it. And Sabbath is ultimately a picture of the gospel. Sabbath is a picture of the hope that we have, and it's supposed to remind us each and every week. We realize, okay, I will stop working because it's his work that defines my worth. On the cross, he did everything that I could never do. I'm reminding myself of that every single Sabbath. I am not defined by what I do. I'm defined by what Jesus has already done, by taking away all my sins. Not only taking away my sins on the cross, but by resurrecting, giving me a brand new life. I'm celebrating that. Sabbath is a reminder of stop wanting because his affection, his love, fulfills our deepest desires. Jesus is better than anything else this world has to offer, and it's a reminder of that. This is a day like our whole life needs to be, but this day we need to stop worrying. Why? Because, guys, I read the end of the book. He's coming back. He's making all things new. We're going to win doesn't always feel that way, amen? But we can rejoice in that reality. And we can rejoice in that reality, not just in our culture, but your own life. Maybe you feel like you're far off. Maybe you feel like you haven't done enough. You feel like you've really just fallen off. And, and, and I'm trying to figure out a better metaphor. I'm done. But you feel like you've messed up. Guess what? Because of God, because of what Jesus has done for you, you can stop worrying right now and just celebrate that maybe you're like the prodigal son, but all you have to do is go back to him and he warmly embraces you. We need this reminder. So my encouragement to you, try doing the Sabbath this week. For me, I've done it now probably seven, eight Sundays, Saturdays in a row, and I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> Usually right at the end of Sabbath, I'm like, oh, I feel, oh, now I gotta work, right? And, and for me, I can't do Sunday Sabbaths because this is just a crazy day of set up and tear down and this and that and the other and blah. So for me, Friday night to Saturday night is perfect to actually enjoy my family. So I love it. I, I, I have grown to really, I can't wait for that dessert Friday night. I can't wait to have friends over. You need to have something like that. And my encouragement to you is to try it out. Talk to us on staff if you have any questions about it. But simply try for 24 hours to stop working, to stop wanting, and to stop worrying because Jesus truly is better and he's in control and he is Lord not only of the Sabbath, but he is the Lord of your soul.